0: Skagway's mayor declares a state of emergency due to recent landslide activity, and the Assembly looks at a management deal with a regional healthcare company to take over its community run clinic. And we break down the latest congressional candidate forum for Alaska's lone open seat. It's the KHS Local News. I'm Mike Swayze. Those stories are up next. A state of emergency is declared in Skagway as landslides continue to impact the north end of the town's busiest cruise ship dock. Meanwhile, a new deal with a nonprofit healthcare company, Southeast Alaska Regional Health Consortium, to take over operations at Skagway's medical clinic gets consideration by the Borough Assembly. I spoke with Melinda Munson from the Skagway News for details. Melinda Munson, co-publisher of the Skagway News. Thanks for joining us. A lot to talk about. Wednesday, there was a major landslide in Skagway. It occurred on the north slide area at the railroad dock. The railroad dock is Skagway's busiest cruise ship dock. There was not a ship parked in front of that, luckily, and so we didn't have any injuries. But changes are being made what is in the works to mitigate potential problems in the future
1: so we're going to go ahead and continue with just having one ship at railroad dock so there will be no forward ship for the rest of the season that aft ship will be required to tender its passengers to small boat harbor All operations have been moved further to the north, so north of the restrooms. Um, No buses, no tour guides are allowed past the restrooms.
0: At the assembly meeting on Thursday night, the mayor also declared a state of emergency. What does that mean? So
1: this will last for seven days. Before that seven days is up, the assembly can go ahead and vote on that to have it continue. It serves multiple purposes. One purpose is to alert the general public about the seriousness of the issue. Another purpose is to go ahead and get the funding that we're going to need to fix this huge problem. So we're going to need some state funding and some federal funding. And so this puts in place that mechanism to start that process. Also, the EOC was activated. So that is in place in case anything else happens. We're supposed to have some more weather coming our way.
0: An atmospheric river is projected throughout the weekend, and that's the same style of weather system that created the landslide in Haines in December of 2020. Moving forward now, there's a lot of news about the clinic that we need to discuss. First, at Thursday's meeting, uh, the Assembly approved a budget for an executive director on an interim basis at $1,400 per workday.
1: It's been a long time since we've had an executive director. We also don't have a medical director. So basically right now our clinic has no permanent leadership.
0: Manager Ryan estimated that number at between $200,000 and $250,000 if this new interim director works for half a year. We don't know if that's going to be the case. But also coming up is another special session for the Assembly in which they're going to look at another deal with SEARCH. What are the parameters of this potential deal?
1: So there's a possibility of a management contract with SEARCH. The first part of that agreement could be that SEARCH takes over the business of Dahl Clinic for a dollar. And the second part of that agreement could be that SEARCH leases the clinic building for one dollar per year for 25 years and this is something that the assembly can go ahead and vote on they do not need the approval of the voters because the value of the clinic and the value of the lease do not meet the criteria that would lead to a vote so they will go ahead and vote on that and depending on the vote there is time for town halls from some community discussion if they do vote yes this just sets the process for Manager Brad Ryan to go ahead and start negotiations with Search. Then he'd have to come back to the assembly and have them go ahead and approve the final contract.
0: Now, to be clear, the Dahl Memorial Clinic costs the municipality somewhere between seven hundred thousand and a million dollars a year to operate. That expenditure would then no longer be the responsibility of the municipality. Skagway News' Melinda Munson, thanks as always for helping shine a light on what's happening in Skagway.
1: Stay safe, Mike.
0: A live Alaska congressional forum was held this week, hosted by KINY and Juneau. The three remaining candidates from the special election in June, Nick Begich, Mary Peltola, and Sarah Palin, all pled their case as to why they were the right choice to fill Alaska's lone representative seat, left vacant by the late Don Young until the general election this fall.
2: KHS's Brandon Wilkes reports. The setting was informal and the mood cordial as the three candidates spent just over an hour making their case in advance of the August 16th election. Following introductions, the candidates were asked, what is the biggest single issue facing Alaska? Former Governor Palin opened, expressing concern over the cost of living.
0: Okay, Without question, it's the rising cost of everything in Alaska. It's inflation. It's the rising cost of energy, especially. And the irony, of course, is that Alaska is is key. We're instrumental in fixing the problem. All you got to do is turn on the spigot here in Alaska for the federal government to get out of our way and allow primacy.
2: Nick Begitt stressed Alaska's dependence on federal aid, the increasing national debt, developing businesses, and diversifying Alaska's economy. Mary Patola also named inflation as a major concern and expressed support for the Inflation Reduction Act introduced by Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer. When asked whether they would run again in November, even if they lost on August 16th, all three candidates enthusiastically replied that they would, with Sarah Palin criticizing the new ranked choice voting system. The three were then asked why they were the most qualified for the position. Sarah Palin listed her political experience as mayor of Wasilla, governor and vice presidential candidate. Mary Patola emphasized her extensive public service record And Nick Begich highlighted his private sector experience.
0: I think it's important for us as we think about the portfolio of ambassadorship. Who are our ambassadors? They're the governor, our two senators, and our House member. They tell Alaska's story to the nation and to the world. And I think it's important that at least one of those voices come uh, to the table with some substantive uh, private sector experience. Addressing
2: what was the most common concerns of Southeast Alaskans during the last month, Sarah Palin led with the cost of transportation and the need for reduction in cost of goods. Nick Begich addressed labor shortages in the region and raised the idea of a road connecting Haynes to the rest of the southeast to reduce long-term travel costs. Mary Patola talked about the Alaska Marine Highway, the lack of jobs and energy concerns, as well as education.
1: We have a crippling dropout rate across our state, and that includes southeast Alaska. We've got to get more folks at least graduating from high school and then thinking about what they're going to do in 13th grade or, you know, right after high school.
2: In addition to questions concerning social security, and Medicare funding, supporting businesses in Alaska, and the Tongass roadless rule, the three candidates were asked how they would address on behalf of Alaskans such concerns as high costs and the nation being in a possible recession. Both Palin and Begich were adamant that the nation was currently in a recession, while Peltola avoided using the term. Begich blamed the recession on excessive spending and emphasized increasing production jobs and capacity in the nation. Peltola reiterated her support for the Inflation Reduction Act, and Palin took issue with the government printing more money and raising the debt ceiling while underscoring the importance of developing Alaska resources. During closing remarks, Mary Peltola stressed her long connections to the Southeast.
1: My heart is definitely here in Southeast with my two youngest kids. Um, again, I'm Mary Peltola. I'm pro-fish, pro-family family pro-jobs and pro-choice.
2: Sarah Palin spoke to her endorsements.
0: I appreciate the endorsements that I have by the NRA, Right to Life, unique groups like bikers across America and bikers for Trump, uh, those who represent just freedom-loving, hard-working people.
2: And Nick Begich promoted business opportunities and the potential of Southeast Alaska. I believe that there's so
0: much latent potential in Southeast Alaska that has yet to be unlocked. And, uh, you know, that's, that's the kind of potential that, again, it's not just good for, for us. It's good for the generations to come.
2: For KHNS and Haynes I'm Brendan Wilkes.
0: For KHNS News, I'm Mike Swayze. Thanks for joining us. You can listen to and read local news stories online at khns.org. You can also subscribe to KHNS News anywhere you get your podcasts.